I'd rather live in a world where I've kicked your ass than in a world where I can't. Oh, I love your new face tattoo. That mm-hmm. looks so nice. Welcome to Movie Mug and the Father and Son podcast that is not too legit to quit. All right, yeah. We could quit at any time. Yeah, definitely. I've, I've quit many things in my life. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's just a matter of time before you quit this. Yeah. Well, I'm Vince. I'm Jack. And we are a father and son duo who love watching movies, then having a conversation, but more importantly, spending that good old quality father-son time together. Oh, yeah. This is episode 54. What number? 54. Like 50, 54. Okay. 54. Reminds me of that 50 cent joke. Do tell. What did 50 cent do when he got hungry? 58. <laughs> yeah, 58. <laughs> nice. I like it. I found it on Reddit. If you didn't listen last week, first of all, shame on you. But due to a math error, I get the next two. So I get 54, then I get 55, and 56, which happens to be our one-year anniversary, goes to Jack. Yeah. Hi right, guys. Well, you know what time it is. It's lobby time with Vince and Jack. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Movie Mug and Lobby. This is time we talk about things that aren't necessarily related to the movie we're going to be watching and talking about, but we still think it's important enough to warrant some airtime. Was that one breath? It was one breath. Nice. Mm-hmm. That was impressive. I've been practicing. I've been holding my breath. Oh. <laughs> just just so I could see if I could get that out. I've been training. Yeah. All right. First of all, last week we did Hereditary, and I brought up that Ari Aster needs help. Mm-hmm. Jack didn't quite agree. He was just like, ah, he's just a little bit dark and stuff like that. And then I asked, hey, does he have any other movies out? And we didn't know. Looked it up. He doesn't have any full feature. Like short full, films yeah, is what he's got. Yeah. So he has a couple, and they're they're available on YouTube if you want to watch them, although I don't necessarily I don't suggest, recommend it. Yeah. So he has one called Munchausen, and we're not really going to get into that one. It's like 15 minutes. The one I want to touch on is called The Strange Things About the Johnsons. Something like that. So let me just ask you now, after watching that, do you feel Ari Aster needs some help? He's not right. <laughs> He's I not mean, right. Like, the other ones at least kind of had, like, a storyline anyone could really watch, I guess. Like, paranormal activity or whatever and a cult. Like, those are two things everyone's heard of. Well, I mean, I guess <laughs> and probably not everybody has heard of this one, which no. is Son Rape Father. Yeah. I don't find that narrative to be all that entertaining in case you or didn't hear, interesting. In case you didn't hear what he said. This short film... This disaster. ...was about a son raping his father. Yes. So, carry on. That's like the biggest part of the Mm storyline. Like, someone, like, if you wanted to talk to a friend, try and convince them to watch a movie with you, out of these three things, hey, do you want to watch a movie about, like, ghost demon shit? Do you want to watch a movie about (laughs) cults? Or do you want to watch a movie where a son rapes his dad? I'm pretty sure there's... That's like the free answer on an elementary school multiple choice test. Like in math, when they would put like hot dog as an answer to a math question, right. just so you'd have an easier time. <laughs> and that, that doesn't even count. Yeah. Whoa, no. How about the other two is what he would have said. You, you should have told me, oh, I love that, Dad. That was a, that was a great <laughs> well, movie. Well, I mean, I, you told me to watch it. 
So I mean, there's part I, of you. I, when I found you out there were two this, movies, Jack. When I found, I've really been thinking. I think you'll really like this movie. That's what you did. You're creeping me out, man. You're just creeping. <laughs> You're the me one out. who made me watch it. So you held me down. That <laughs> you held me down. That's what I wanted. No. No. What? When Gross. I found out he had two shorts, I told Jack, "Hey, watch both of them. We'll talk about it next week." Little did I know. What was coming up? So I'm not going to get into it too much. Um, Jack already gave it the 50 cent tour. That's really all you needed. But it starts it's out ish minutes. So like a young teenager, 13, is in his room masturbating, and Dad walks in and catches him, and he's like, "Hey, don't don't worry, son. This is completely normal. It's healthy." Then he walks off, and you see that the son has been masturbating to a picture of his father. Yeah. Which I kind of guessed at that point. Oh, because, I thought you were going to say I kind of understand. No, it hadn't been. Very long. It cuts from black to the masturbation scene. But I knew who directed it, and I knew this is way too normal right now. He's going to throw something out of left field. He did. And then all of a sudden, boom, it was his dad in a sweater vest. I'm like, <laughs> wow. I mean, sweater vests are sexy. Couldn't have found a better picture. I'm not wearing a sweater vest ever. No. I mean, I would never normally do it, especially now not after that. What are you talking about? Wear a sweater vest or jack off to a picture of me? Both. <laughs> From there, it goes to forced oral sex on his father. Which is... On his wedding there's day. There's a time skip, yeah. And, like, the mom knows, but she doesn't want to know. It's like she pretends, like, turns the blind eye. fine. Turns oh. the TV up when the son's raping the dad while the dad was taking a bath. Yeah. It's just like, ah! And it shows the mom just turning up the TV. Let's watch this soap opera. And then the son walks out of the bathroom. You you can just see the bottom half of him. His pants are all around his ankles and dripping Pulls wet from fucking dad in the bathtub. It was just kind of a sick, twisted... Kinda? It was a sick and twisted movie. And sick and twisted, especially from the story and plot, which I don't know what would make somebody want to make a film about that. <laughs> Like, you're not going to win any awards from that. I'm sure there's you're, a fetish. You're not going to get any, like, satisfaction. Like, oh, I made a kind of a terrible movie that nobody liked. I mean, I'm sure there's a group of people out there that likes it, maybe like 10, 15 people. You know how grandmas, like, always compliment you no matter what? Oh, I love your new face tattoo. That mm -hmm. looks so nice. I wonder if his, like, grandma... Your dick enlargement looks great. You think Ari's grandmother was like, oh, that was really that was really that good. Was sweet. The bond between those two was God, just, it's, it was out of this world. A, a, a son's love for his father <laughs> brings a tear to my eye. All right, I'm getting... And I'm sure to the dads, too. <laughs> yeah. I, I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. So <laughs> let's uh, let's move on. This is actually the second episode, number 54, we've recorded. Because last night we watched Parasite. The, the one best movie. Yeah. Best picture or whatever. I took no notes on it. And when it was over, we sat down and started talking about it. And got like 10 minutes in. We were like, we can't do this. It was just. It's a tough movie to like do a 50 cent tour on. And then, I don't know, we weren't in the mood to be doing more of a movie review. We were wanting to just like fuck around. Mm -hmm. And it, that just wasn't going to work. No. But we'll give you our scores. Yeah. I would say that's the least we can do. That's because it won Best Picture. So we could do less, actually. It, it, well, it deserves us to say something. And so the listening public wants to know. Yeah. And so I came out with a 96. You really liked it. I did really like it. The first half, first 45 ish minutes were awesome. That was the best part of the movie. It got a little crazy. Yeah, it did. I, I, I mean, I still gave it a 96. I really, really liked it. 
I gave it an 83. I didn't love it. I love the characters. I love the idea. I don't know, man. It got a little uncomfortable for me. It, it turned dark, which I'm cool about dark, but it just didn't quite go exactly how I would have liked it to have gone. And I would say the first half didn't quite fit with the second half. No. And it was kind of like watching two episodes or something like that. It wasn't a perfect mesh. It worked enough for obviously. me, obviously, it for everybody and got best picture, but it, did. it just wasn't quite right. Well, you brought up Joker a little while ago, and Olivia watched Joker for the first time the other night and yes. loved it like we did. The three of us all watched it together. We both gave it a 100 when we went and saw it at the theaters. Uh, still a 100, Jack? Yes. Yeah. M- most definitely. Fucking love that movie. It just... A second I time, I loved it just as much, even though I knew what was going to happen. The same. God, so fucking good. But I think if it, it's not one of those movies you can watch all that often, you need to have a good couple months between it Yeah. to keep it fresh. Because you know, like how I watched Elf 80 times per Christmas each year. Because <laughs> Olivia. I, now I don't like that movie yeah. that much anymore, I'm sure. And it's been a couple years since I've seen it, maybe. It's still good. <laughs> we'll see. It's better we'll see the this first time. Christmas, the next a billion times I see it. Yeah. Uh, Olivia's been talking about it pretty much every day since we watched it. She's been saying, fuck, that movie was so good. <laughs> it was. Um, it, it is. If you haven't already, go back and listen to our Joker episode. Yep. We were very excited about it. <laughs> and you should be too. I'm still excited about it. All right. Got anything else for the lobby? I do not. All right. Let's head on back to the podcast studio slash viewing room and I will unveil today's movie. All right, Jack. Since we did watch Parasite last night and it was kind of a long movie and then, you know, Over we, two we, hours. we'd already kind of done a podcast and it was kind of a little bit tiring. I decided, you know what? I'm just going to come up with something fun and easy and you know, something that's not going to wear us out. Exactly. Because there's been a couple episodes where we've kind of had to do the same thing. And it, it does get a little bit tiring, as kind of funny as it sounds. We've we've recorded probably four. Three or four. Episodes, and they just have not felt right. Or mm-hmm. I walked away knowing, yeah, that's not going to fly. So this movie came out in 2007. Okay. It's rated PG-13. Okay. It is one hour and 28 minutes. Nice. It got 39% on Rotten Tomatoes. (laughs) I was a little bit worried because normally like a lot of the masterpiece movies are over two hours. So I know like an hour 28 minutes is not a masterpiece. Six point be, I guess. 6.7 out of 10 on IMDb. Okay. 88% of Google users like this movie. Well, hey, there you go. It's best as a B. Yep. Let's see what the Mormon mothers have to say. Uh, The main character is seen smoking a cigarette that might possibly be marijuana. Oh. And a man jokes about buying a big box of dong bags so he can (laughs) knock boots later. Dong bags? The condoms? (laughs) Yes. Gosh. This movie is called Hot Rod. That's on my list. It is? (laughs) Yeah. Have you seen it? Yeah, you showed me it uh, quite a while ago. And I... So one of my managers moved away to Germany to be with her hubby. And the new manager that replaced her, that was like like we had an icebreaker meeting or whatever because getting a new manager is pretty big. It's his favorite movie. Really? Yeah. And so he referenced it to me, and I was like, oh, that's a Cool Beans movie, right? And he's like, yeah. And he hit me with another reference, and I was like, man, it's been a long time since I've seen it. Yeah. It made me feel awkward. But I guess now I'll be able to do it going back to work soon too. Yeah. So. So do you want to do this movie? Yeah. Or okay. Cuz it, like I I it's on my list. I wanted to see it. 
All right. I think I almost whipped it out once, too. Gosh. I think I no. might have gotten... Are we getting back to something crazy I, about the Johnsons? No. Don't something whip it out in crazy. front of me. I think I might even have, like... So the day of the podcast, normally, I'll write all the movie stuff down, like, that day, 10 minutes before. But I've had a couple movies that I wrote down and then changed my minds, and I think that might actually be one of them. Yeah. So I was very close to showing it. I do that sometimes, too. Yeah. I didn't know if you'd seen it or not. I, I figured it was one of those movies that I was watching and you came downstairs and like I saw it, it for a little bit. I think you might have rewound it all the way to be like, oh, really? this movie's awesome. I think it was a minimum of five years ago, maybe, okay. that you showed it to me. It's been a long time to where I only remember Cool Beans and that he like really wants his dad to like him or something, right? Like I was prepared for another movie if you were like, oh yeah, I've seen that, but I want to see it. Hearing that you're excited about it, hearing that it, it was on your list, yeah, let's let's go for it. And you know I dig movies that get 30s from Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, we so. we all do. Yeah. All right, well let's go ahead and take a movie mug and pause. And we are back after watching 2007's Hot Rod. Yes, we are. That used to be my nickname. <laughs> and when? And for what? I mean, it's always been my nickname. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I just put it, for some reason, I thought you were going to be like, oh, yeah, I was good on a bike when I was a kid. That is not and, why. And then, I don't know how I was just more innocent than you for there just for a moment. It doesn't happen very often. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> Guys, if the sound quality is any different, Olivia decided to leave us with the dogs, and she went out drinking with her friends or something. Who knows where she Probably is? Probably cocaine. Probably some male strip club or something like that. Glory hole in the bathroom. So we have to keep the door open, because if not, the dogs will bark outside the door, and they will scratch at the door. So they're in here right now. One of them is. And for whatever reason, when we're in here, they breathe heavily. They're panting a lot. Yeah. So if you happen to hear dogs panting, it's not our interns. It's it's the dogs. Yeah. One's in here and won't stop. I mean, we waited in here, what, 10 minutes? And then we got the big dog to go outside, and he passed out in there. He's old. He likes to sleep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I read online anyway, dogs sleep between like 20 and 22 hours a day. I think he sleeps 32, though. 32 hours a day? Out of a 24-hour day, he yeah. sleeps 32 hours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but the other one's just sitting here looking at his painting. So if you happen to hear any of that, that's uh, that's why. And plus, we have the door open, so... Might be more echoey or something. Could be, could be, could be, could be. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? So every now and then, I think you just got to break down and watch a silly movie. Yeah. And, and that's what we did. We watched a silly, fun It had to have been movie. really fun to work on and be on the set of. Look, with such a good cast, too. With Andy Sandberg, it's going to be fun because that guy, I just, he's like Will Ferrell. I look at him, Andy Sandberg. And it's like my 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 laugh is just cocked and ready. Mm -hmm. Like it knows that it's going to happen. I know the laugh's going to come. It's like a, a like if you go to a rodeo and the bull's behind the chute yeah. before they pull it, that's my laugh. It's just waiting in there. It fucking wants to get after it, and they finally pull the chute. And I know purpose. it's going to happen. And that's Andy Sandberg. That's Will Ferrell. I think that might be the only two that that really happens. But definitely Andy Sandberg. That dude just just. I just smile looking at him. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of... I don't think he's goofy looking. He's a little goofy looking. <laughs> I mean, not like super goofy looking, but no. a little bit. But the fact that he is what he is, just a person who does so many immature comedy bits like us. You know, I, 
I don't think he's goofy looking. Let me take that back. I think he looks the part. Uh, yes. His, he, he looks the part of the class clown. His looks match his personality and his humor perfectly. All right, let me give it the 50 Cent Tour real quick. This movie is about a stuntman. He's not a very good stuntman. But kind, of a, he, kind of a wannabe. Well, just I can sum it up in one sentence. He's a stuntman on a moped. So as <laughs> yeah, much of a go. stuntman on a moped as you can be, that's what he is. But he has these dreams of like jumping big things and just being this kick-ass stuntman like Evil Knievel. Like that the community loves and adores. Right. Like a, a badass stuntman. Absolutely. <laughs> but not <laughs> His jumps aren't very successful. They're not, but he keeps trying. Perseverance. And got to applaud him. Mm-hmm. He persevered. <laughs> he did persevere. I'm proud. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the look. So he finds out that his stepfather is about to die if he does not get a heart transplant, which is going to cost $50,000. And I'm guessing you can guess the rest. What is he going to do to get the $50,000 but to pull off the greatest stunt mm-hmm. that community has ever seen? Yep. And that's to jump 15 school buses? Yep. In the movie, they directly referenced... They said, that's one more bus than Evil Knievel did, and, or his record. And I'll, I'll, let's, let's get into Evil Knievel talk here in a second. Let me go ahead and read what the internet has to say. For Rod Kimball, which is played by Andy Samberg, performing stunts is a way of life. Even though he is rather accident-prone, poor Rod cannot even get any respect from his stepfather, Frank, who beats him up weekly in sparring <laughs> matches. When Frank falls ill, Rod devises his most outrageous stunt yet to raise money for Frank's operation— and then Rod will kick Frank's butt. And I, I like how that's the narrative. It's not just, I mean, it's an Andy Samberg movie. Well, whoever directed it, I guess it's their movie. But it's not just a heartwarming, oh, Dad, you're safe now. I love you. It's a, <laughs> I need to kick your ass. He's like vowing to kick his ass. Every week they fight, and his stepdad's just beating him up, making fun of him all the time, egging him on. Yeah, it's a funny relationship. So Rod, which is Andy Samberg, feels like that he has to kick his dad's ass to earn his respect. Mm-hmm. He doesn't think there's any other way around it, and <laughs> they've just kind of been doing that for a long time. And he always gets the best of Rod. Yeah, by far. Yeah, and so Rod's more pissed off that he can't beat his dad's ass because he's dying, and he more wants to save him for the reason that he can kick his ass later yeah. than I think he just wants to save him so he can have a stepdad. Yeah, because. They had like a conversation about it, and he's like, I need to kick your ass. I'd rather live in a world where I've kicked your ass than in a world where I can't, or like because you're dead or whatever, like one of those. Let's talk about Evil Knievel. He was, in the 70s, the most kick-ass stuntman. Like, he would come on like ABC Sports, the worldwide of sports, and he would like jump cars, buses, and you watched him to see if he could do it, but you really kind of watched like a lot of people watch NASCAR for the wrecks mm-hmm. because you never knew if he was going to land it or if he well, was yeah. just going to go tumbling and break 20 bones. And he did oftentimes just catastrophic wrecks on, on the landings where his body's just flying through the air. For a kid who grew up in the 70s, there was nobody fucking cooler than Evil Knievel. And what a fucking name, too. You yeah. Just, with a name like Evil Knievel, you're going to be kick-ass to any, any teenager or, or young kid. And he was. And hold anyone who hates him to the knife. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So not to trash on him or anything. You got a knack for coming up with stuff like that. I like it. Thanks. Uh, that doesn't work. <laughs> I know. Uh, not to trash on Evil Knievel. Never seen any of his stunts. 
But really, how much competition do stuntmen like that have? Like, like, were there other runner-ups for people that were almost as good as him? Or I'm sure there were some other people who tried it. And because whenever, whenever you're successful at something, there's always going to be people who go, "Oh man, I want to do that mm-hmm. and make some money too." So I'm sure there were others. His son was Evil named Knievel. No, Captain Robbie Knievel. I'm not sure what he was captain of, but he did some stunts probably 15, 20 years ago where he did a jump like in Las Vegas, jumped over some a fountain or something like that. Wow. But he was more of a, yeah, whatever, dude. You're fucking, you're not your dad. And I think <laughs> the the general public had kind of grown tired of that by then. It's like, yeah, I'm not really interested. I've already seen the X Games where people do triple backflips on motorcycles and yeah. stuff like that. So a scooter Sorry, jumps. dude, you're, uh, your dad did it at a good time. You're, uh, you're many decades too late. So Evil Knievel, I was a big fan. I had the Evil Knievel lunchbox. That's cool. Which came with the Evil Knievel thermos. I don't know what happened to the lunchbox. I still own the thermos. It's here? It's here. I've never seen it. Uh, should I move it into the podcast studio now since we've kind of had... Uh, I think it should have just been in here anyway. Yeah. I would get up now and go get the thermos, but I don't want the dogs to wake up. Yeah. So I will bring it in here afterwards, and okay. maybe we can talk about how wonderful it is in the next lobby time or something like that. Probably. I used to have... Uh, an evil Knievel like action figure, and he was big. He was he was like I don't know nine inches tall or something like that, and he was real bendy. And he had a motorcycle, and that motorcycle you'd put in this thing and you would crank it, mm-hmm. and then you'd hit a it button, would launch. it would go, and then he would launch, and he would stay upright for a while, and you could put like a ramp in front of him and stuff like that. It That's was kick ass. I had you remember the one I had like that of Ghost Rider. I do. Which is funny. Another thing I've never watched. You didn't have to watch Ghost Rider to be a fan of what Ghost Rider looked like. Yeah. Because Ghost I, Rider I, looks pretty cool. I went as Ghost Rider a Halloween one year. I've still never watched the movie. I've never seen the movie a either. A dude I, in some biker leathers with spikes and a flaming skull for a head, dude. I think Nick Cage plays him. Yeah, he does. So I think that's kind of a... I don't mind him in some He's movies, hit or miss, but right? I'm not going to go see a movie because Nick Cage is in it. It's not like, oh, the new Nick Cage is movie out. Let's go. All right, so you mentioned earlier uh, about the cast, and it was a good cast. I mean, whenever somebody who used to be in Saturday Night Live does a movie, there's other people from Saturday Night Live. So you had Bill Hader in this. You had Chris Parnell in this. uh, Will Arnett. I don't know if he was ever in Saturday Night Live or not. I feel like he was, or maybe he was a writer. Danny McBride. I don't think he was, but that dude's funny. funny, man. And then, of course, Andy. Yeah, Andy. Also had Jorma from Lonely Island. Mm -hmm. He's one of the guys in Lonely Island. And Akiva was the director of this. So you and he got, was in it for a second. Yeah, so you got Lonely Island all over this movie, yeah. which is great because you and I both love Lonely Island. Matter of fact, yeah. we played some of their songs the other day for each other, which kind of made me think of, of Hot Rod. So if you don't know who Lonely Island is and you like some, some good comedy, check them out. It Pull depends up on, on your taste. I don't know, man. There's something for anybody in there. Some of it. I would say not a lot of it, but some, like a decent S-U-M some of it, is for middle schoolers a little bit, like on a boat. It used to be legendary. That's probably the first one I ever heard. In seventh grade, we were like, yeah, I'm on a boat, and then we just laugh. So what would you say your favorite Lonely Island song? I always want to call them the Lonely Island Boys. Nope. But just Lonely Island. How many would you... Like, what would be your favorite, or a couple of your favorites? It's it's hard. Probably threw it on the ground. It <laughs> has a spot there because, I mean, when I was younger, I fucking loved that one. 
remember we would just like pull it up on YouTube or something mm-hmm. downstairs and watch it. So I know Jizz in My Pants, uh, Like a Boss was okay. I liked Like a Boss. I mean, it's, that one, it has some funnier moments. Like it gets more and more and more absurd. Mm-hmm. And it's all at a fucking job interview. He's <laughs> saying that. Shit on Deborah's desk. And it's <laughs> yeah. always like a boss. Mm-hmm. That's good stuff. Uh, Captain Jack Sparrow is still up there. That's one of my favorite ones. So, And that's you, one that's like is universal comedy, I would say. If you don't Maybe know, not old ones. If you don't know much about the Lonely Island Boys, pretty much it's, uh, it's the three Island of them. Boys? Yeah, the Lonely. If you don't know much about lonely the Lonely Island. Island's back. All right. I don't know, man. That just flows off the tongue easier. <laughs> they do like rapping, and sometimes they try to be hard in their raps and stuff like yeah. that. And the Jack Sparrow song, they're rapping about being at the club and all the girls checking them out. Pussy. But they called in Michael Bolton to <laughs> to come in and, and lay down some some vocals. vocals. And if you don't know who Michael Bolton is, just travel back to the 1990s and just imagine a long-haired guy that your mom probably loved. I mean, he could sing, but he was kind of like, it was one of those things that if you liked Michael Bolton, no, <laughs> you couldn't be friends with me. Yeah. But anyway, he comes and they're and they're rapping really hard about all this stuff at the club and all the guys are jealous and mm-hmm. stuff. And then it cuts to this Michael is Bolton. the tale of Captain Jack Sparrow. He just starts singing about pirates of the Caribbean mm-hmm. and stuff, and, and they're like, "What?" And you, they have some ad libs, and they're like, "What?" And, and we don't do it back just to the club and yep. we're p- fucking all these bitches. And then it's, to the I love Tortuga. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> just watch that one. The of course, they're they're responsible for Dick in the Box, which everybody knows. See, which is there you awesome. go. Was that Lonely Island or was that SNL? It was SNL, but it was Lonely Justin Island. Timberlake was so, there. Yeah, but they have lots of different people, like the Natalie Portman rap I showed you the other day. That's yeah. Lonely Island. Like all these songs can be found on their. But that albums. was an SNL short. Yeah, but Lonely Island. But they're one and the same, somewhat. Yeah, at least back in the earlier two thousands. Yeah, the SNL digital shorts came out, I think, in the two thousands, and that changed SNL. They had kind of been a little stale, but when those started coming out, it was good stuff. I had forgotten about Dick in the Box. I think that's one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. And Mother Lover, that one's funny. Good stuff. So when Rod, Hot Rod, Mm -hmm. decides that he's going to do this awesome jump, he has to train for it, of course. And set up the team. Yeah, so... yeah, so (laughs) Which was already mostly set up. Bill Hader, the guys, I mean, it's... it's, they're, They're perfect. Bill Hader was some... Kind of stupidish, country accented guy named Dave. Then what? Was, the guy from Lost. I don't remember. Danny McBride. Land of the Lost. Uh, what did I say? Lost. Uh, he, his name was Rico, and <laughs> he's kind of an asshole. <laughs> but he's he was really funny. He was mean to Jorma <laughs> all the was, time. So Jorma's real dad or whatever was Andy's stepdad that Andy wanted to beat up. So they were like stepbrothers, and he was just he was weird. And I think I just thought of my favorite part. <laughs> I, you know what I'm talking about, probably. There's lots of parts that that were really, really funny. Uh, it has to do with Jorma very heavily, which which included those guys. Yeah, <laughs> there was a part where Andy Sandberg he decided that he needed to be able to hold his breath for a long time, mm-hmm. and so he's going by this pool. He's like, okay, if I'm underwater, if I ring this bell, that means let me up. If I don't ring the bell and I start struggling, just just leave me down there. So he rings the bell before he gets in. And it's making a noise, and then he tries to make the same pitch noise, like, ah. 
A fucking dinging bell. And then everybody else around the pool is trying also, and it's at different pitches. And, and it just, goes on for a little bit too long. It's just one of those things that, that they add in that you're like, what the fuck? But it works, and, and it's kind of it's just funny, and it's unexpected, and it's stupid, but yet it works. It does. And you giggle. I'd say 90% of this movie's stuff worked. Yeah, the, the, the girl in there who ended up being his love interest, which there usually is in a movie, her name's uh, Isla Fisher or Isla Fisher. I don't know how to spell her name. I-S-L. <laughs> like, I, I don't know how to say her name. It's, it's one or the other, but you probably remember her from Dirty Grandpa. She was was Zac, she one of the two girls? She was Zac Efron's love oh, interest in Oh, the, the camera girl. Yep, yep. Okay. She was in that. Okay, that's probably, that's why, yeah, okay. So Andy asks her, hey, do you want to join the team? And she's like, yes. Yeah. So he takes a, her back to to join the team. And he's like, okay, everybody, we're going to introduce ourselves. I'm Andy. I like to party. And then it goes to Rico. I'm Rico. I like to party. He's like, no, you don't like to party. And then it goes to the other guy. He's like, I'm, uh, I'm Dave, and I like to party. And they're just getting pissed off. He's like, only one of us can like to party. I'm the only one who parties. And just <laughs> and it was stupid also, but 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 funny. He's going to do this big jump. I mean... His friends pitched in. Dave was a mechanic and made him a really cool motorcycle. Like a lot cooler than a moped. Yeah, way better than what he had. A huge upgrade, really fast. And when he's riding it, you can see he's like, whoa. And he got a cool outfit. And they had, like, suddenly there was just a hot rod merch or whatever. And they're all wearing, like, Team Rod hats, Team Rod shirts. And there's a huge, like, amount of people in the stands. And so you're kind of left with this ultimatum. Does he make it or does he not? Mm-hmm. Like, it would be funny if he didn't, but also, and it would make sense if he didn't, but it wouldn't be as funny that way. Because he never caught more air than a couple feet yeah. in any of his Like trying to jump a pool on his moped and, and he just fell straight in. Yeah. It basically just tipped over the edge of the ramp, barely caught any air. But then you're like, it would be more funny and more unrealistic if he did make it and so that's how i kind of deduced that he was going to but i was on the fence and you remember me i was like even though you'd seen it before i mean forever ago but i didn't remember i had a feeling i didn't that he made it which he did make it and of course there's like the live donation count it was a telethon people were answering phones there yeah he ends up making the jump they raise the money to save his Mm father-in-law he gets the operation and then the big fight it's pretty neck and neck for a little bit, but yeah. Andy ends up getting the best of him. And then he learned this Tai Chi move. Which, During his training. Which will make you shit your pants. And so he ends up doing that to his father-in-law. The ultimate. And get fucked. They live happily ever after. Okay. Uh, favorite parts? So I'm going to go with the same one that I was just talking about earlier with Jorma. So he he was the, like the filmmaker guy who got everything on video. And he's like talking about it to Andy. Or Rod, I guess I'll say. And so Rod was like, yeah, I want to check it out. And so when he first walks in his room, Jorma pulls up the wrong project he's been working on, which there are dogs fucking. Mm-hmm. And his excuse, I can't remember it. It was so bad, so though. So he's making it for his mom? Making it for mom? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, it totally wasn't for me or anything. That was kind of the same thing as, was it Scary Movie? Where they're making fun of the TV things on signs? Yeah. And the alien walked by and the dogs were fucking. And we watched another movie recently where dogs were fucking also. Really? Uh, yeah. I can't remember which one it was, but this is the third movie Dog we've showed three. With, with dogs fucking. So, Doggy missionary. I may just have to look that up and try to find another one sometime. Mm. 
because I know uh, I know how you dig that. Right, since this it's your is favorite not part. my favorite part anymore. All right, my favorite part when we started it, I thought was going to be the cool bean scene. Yeah, because you used to say it. One, one of the <laughs> reference it like they got in a fight and then they made up Andy and his brother. And are we good? And one of them said cool beans, and the other one's like cool beans, and then it was like cool beans. Cool beans. And, cool, 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 beep beans. And then it just turns into like this heavily edited yeah, voices for like a minute. And you weren't even, you were expecting one and then to transition to the next part. It was but. so bizarre and, and funny. And I really, really enjoyed it the first time. Seeing it the second time, I was like, eh, that wasn't as good as I remember. It loses magic. My favorite part was. Uh, Andy's character got pissed off and he's like, I need some quiet time. Oh. <laughs> and he went out into the woods and called it punch dancing, where he just uh, yeah. would dance real hard, kind of like Kevin Bacon did in Footloose. And it was a the soundtrack was awesome for There's the a song lot of too. 80s movies it, or and 80s it was songs. And it was ridiculous 80s songs just that were perfect for stuff like punch dancing. And so he's out there angry dancing for a while, and then he totally I mean, he's doing like triple flips in the air and stuff like that. Yeah. And he's just got great control. And then all of a sudden, he just goes flying down this mountain mm-hmm. for like a minute straight. Just Maybe even horrible, longer. Horrible falling, and which would have killed anybody. He keeps hitting trees and rocks, and <laughs> you just hear him, ooh, ooh, ah. Yeah. I wonder if that's helpful, punch dancing. Like if I have a bad sure. day, I just go out to the, the park in the woods that are kind of near our house, and I just take an old jam box with like that takes d-sized batteries and i pop in like a 1980s tape yep push it to the limit one of those songs and i just go out there and i start punching and swinging from some branches and well if you can do triple flips from the ground then i think that would probably be a very great stress reliever but i mean punching for one is a good stress relief it's not healthy i mean trust me i've been told that and so if you pair that with dancing which could probably be seen as a really positive way to try and get yourself in a better mood. You're like, I don't <laughs> I just did some Nobody movements. can see what you just did. Yeah, I didn't know what and to you say. you should be glad. Yeah. You're like, you're doing good for yourself if you're punch dancing. I would very much like to see you go out in the woods and punch dance. <laughs> That's Take that sentence out of context. I can imagine just hearing that from somebody, just random, like on a subway or something. Like, I'd love to see you go in the woods and punch dance. <laughs> Like, I don't know. You just said it, and it they'd be scrolling suddenly through, sounded weird to me. They'd be scrolling through Urban Dictionary to see what the real meaning of that is. And you might I'm look sure that up. find something. It could be something in punch there dancing called Punch Dance. Probably could sound like something else. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, Punch Dancing. Look into it. Or Angry Dancing, as I called it when Kevin Bacon did it. Mm-hmm. Which I have seen. That's the only clip I've seen from that movie. Yeah. He's like in a factory. He drives his VW bug there and... Is Footloose the one where you're not allowed to dance? Yeah. That's such a stupid concept, but I guess it works. You know what? We are going to watch it on here one day. Yeah. And we're going to watch it not because I love the movie, because I do not love the movie, just but because it needs to be done. It's just it one does. of those that needs to be done. There's a list of... I know of, the song. The song's not bad. Him and I'm a dumb a deuce. I'm a deuce. Kick Took off a shum and deuce. deuce. Yeah. And that song was big. That's Kenny Loggins. He did Highway to the Danger Zone. So he was like... I hate that song. Some, Never mind. Some, some king of the soundtracks back in the 80s. And he also did I'm All Right from Caddyshack, which I know you've never seen either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kenny Loggins, man. All right. Bucket of chicken time. Uh, I'm going to have to give it to the crew. <laughs> That's kind of so, what I was thinking. I mean, it's too hard to try and give it to one. So Andy, 
Yorma, Danny McBride, and Bill Hader, and Isla Fisher, whatever. Mm-hmm. They were funny, and they were all funny together. I almost feel like the three... The like, three supporting characters? The three supporting characters brought so much to this yes. movie with their ridiculousness. They were outside of a like a 7-Eleven dancing to like an old Stacey Q song back from the 80s called Two of Hearts, which... Nobody ever remembers that song, so when you hear it in a movie, you're like, what the fuck? They're playing Stacey Q, and they're just doing these weird dances, and then they start coordinating. They're like bad dances. The crew was great. It, they were. They brought so much. Jorma had Heelys, so every now and then you'd see yes, him on Heelys, and he'd just kind of fall. It just The little things like that, I really, really appreciate. This movie had a lot of them. I'm, I'm going to say that without Andy... Playing this role, it would have not been as good either. I don't know yeah. who else could have. It's like a two-way done it street. So well, with, so between the three of the guys and Andy, I'll just go ahead and give mine to Andy. Okay, you took care of the crew and Andy. I'm gonna take care of just Andy. So it was good stuff. It was all right. It's score time, man. I mean, I laughed throughout most of the movie. We both did. I think I'm gonna go ahead and give it an 87. Nice. Look, when we watch these movies, we're not comparing movies with other movies. We're not thinking, okay, I gave... Because compared to Joker, I'd give this like a four. Yeah. But that's why we don't compare it. And right. also, so many of the genres of movies are just not comparable. Like, you can't even compare this movie to Joker because they have zero similarities. And so you just can't do it, and it wouldn't be fair. And so we're just very individual with it. And It's like, not like a painstaking process. And I, I feel 0% bad of giving a movie like this a decent score. Look, I know it's not a great movie. And I know it's yeah. silly. I know it's ridiculous. And I don't care. I'm giving it an 85. Nice. This one entertained me, and I feel just fine getting off the couch going, 85, man. Yeah, that's so true. For something is like, this movie does not take itself seriously at all. No. And I, I feel no remorse either, giving this a B. And when I'm sure there's been like, there's been a movie that's regarded as a classic or mm. just an awesome movie that takes itself seriously and that deserves a high score from all the work or whatever that went into it. And we've probably shat all over it, or at least one of us. We, and now we're giving this an 87. We're heathens, man. We, that's we, blasphemy. We talked about it last week. I gave Wolf of Wall Street an 80. You gave it an 85. I just gave this an 85, yeah. and you just gave it an 87. Wolf of Wall Street, but we, we missed... <laughs> That was a misfire, I would but say, from we, both of we us. We gave it a score right after we got off the couch, yeah. though. That's how we were feeling at and, the time, and that's you know, and, that's how it is, and man. And that's right off the couch. Well, after what? conversation. Well, after it. conversation. So 45 minutes after watching the movie, we give it the review that we're feeling then. Mm-hmm. But then, of course, there's always those movies that are the slow, slow cooker, marinators. Mm-hmm. Slow burn. Yeah. All right, anything else? No. All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to episode number 54 of Movie Muggin'. We do appreciate you listening. Uh, if you want to keep up with us, we're on Instagram and Twitter at Movie Muggin'. You can also email us at moviemuggin at gmail.com. Guys, don't bother going to the website anymore. I have not updated that thing since probably Cabin Fever. It's, oh, what, what it, It's been in the 30s that? or something like that. So uh, <laughs> really no need. As soon as the um, hosting is up, that will be no longer. So if you want to steal that, um, go ahead. Make a fan page. Absolutely. And there's going to be a whole section dedicated to Jack, and the Vince tab is just going to be empty. It'll say Hot Rod, and you click on it, and you'll see why I'm called Hot Rod. <laughs> Next week is my pick again, and I'm really, really looking forward to that. And then the pick after that is going to be the one-year anniversary, yes. which Jack has. So Be ready. As always, it'll be fun. We're going to have a fun time. be a spectacular, spectacular. Mm-hmm. 
All right, guys. Well, thanks for tuning in, and uh, see you next Tuesday. <laughs> that was a good one. Do women really want to look at pictures of guys' junk? <laughs>